0: Thousands of years ago, the prophet Isaiah spoke these words. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Then it happened. After 400 years of silence, a child was born and laid in a manger. His name? Jesus. And he said, I am the light of the world, if you follow me. You won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Good morning, church. Good morning and welcome to Riverside. So glad uh, all of you are here today, and I want to just say welcome. First of all, obviously to all of those of you who are in the room today, thank you for being here, for being present, uh, for coming and joining us. It's so good to be in this room, amen, and to sing these songs together, to worship together. Man, I don't know about you, but I've missed that, and I've enjoyed uh, this time together this morning. And for all of you who are watching online, thank you for joining us as well uh, for Church Online today. I'm just reminded that whether you're here in this room or whether you're in your living room at home or in some other room, You know, we are one church, we are one house with many rooms, and we all join in together today to worship one God. And I'm so grateful that we have this opportunity to gather and to worship and to be His church today. Uh, We're starting a new series today, and I want to begin with this question, ask you to think about this. Have you ever spent time, have you ever thought deeply about the first four words ever spoken by God? Have you ever thought about, thought deeply about, the first words ever spoken by God? Well, we're, we're starting a new series, and um, I, I told our staff if it was okay with me, because this series is going to take us from now all the way to Christmas. If they wanted to, we could go ahead and put up the Christmas trees for today, but some people thought that was a little too early. Uh, Some of you may feel that way as well. You guys know how much I love Christmas. But over the next few weeks leading up and through Christmas, I want us to think about these first words spoken by God and how you can trace these words. From the beginning of time, all the way to the cradle, all the way to the manger, and then to the cross, and then into our lives and into our world today. And, and I have this conviction uh, that, that whether you've been following Jesus all of your life, or maybe you're not sure. Maybe you're here today, maybe you're watching online today, and you're not sure what you think about Jesus. I have this conviction that, that these words have the, the power... Uh, the potential to change the way all of us see the world. All right, uh, another question for you. How many of you have an Alexa in your house? Raise your hand. Yeah, okay. Uh, A lot of us, maybe all of us, a bunch of us do. Not all of us, that's okay. Uh, When I say Alexa, I don't mean a person named Alexa. I think you got that. I meant like a, a device that you call Alexa, right? And so I don't know when we first got Our first uh, Echo Dot that had Alexa uh, on it or however that works. I think someone gave it to us as a gift and we weren't really sure initially uh, if we were going to be Alexa people. We already had Siri and I didn't know if Siri and Alexa were friends. I was pretty sure they weren't. But pretty quickly we discovered we loved having Alexa in our house because not only could you ask her, you know, what's the weather today, but you could ask her, you know, who won the game last night. Uh, You could ask her to set a timer for those cookies you put in the oven. Uh, We figured out if you had more than one Alexa, uh, you know, had them in different rooms in your house, you could use that as an intercom system to call the kids down, you know, for dinner or whatever, and that was fantastic. But maybe our favorite thing that Alexa does is when you walk in the room, you can simply say, Alexa, turn on the lights, and guess what? It's magical. If you haven't done this, I highly encourage it. You say, Alexa, turn on the lights, and voila, there is light. All you need is one of those smart plugs or a smart switch or something else to kind of connect it all. And all of a sudden, you can just speak. I'm trying to figure out a way to program her to say, let there be light, so I can have this sort of God moment, but I haven't figured that one out yet. But it's just the coolest thing. You know, I come downstairs in the morning to get my coffee, I walk into the kitchen, and I say, Alexa turn on the kitchen lights, and boom, it's beautiful. And I know, I I know some of you struggle like I do to walk over and flip the switch. That's truly painful. This makes your life so much easier, right? You know, it's it's a simple thing sometimes that make a big difference. Uh, And I know if you're anything like me, especially going through what all of us have gone through this year, it sure would be nice if it were that simple to speak into the darkness in the world around us and just ask Alexa to turn on the light, to push away the darkness. You know, for a lot of people, this pandemic has caused a lot of darkness in their lives. Maybe you or someone you've loved at this point, all of us have either been affected directly or certainly indirectly by the pandemic. Either you've gotten sick, someone you love has gotten sick, maybe you've lost a job, or maybe you've had to take a reduced income. This, this has affected a lot of people in a lot of different ways, and for a lot of people, there's been a certain darkness that has come along with the pandemic this year. I'm not It's not lost on me that in two days we've got an election. And don't misunderstand. I'm grateful like I know you are to live in a country, to live in a place, to live in America where we get to vote. We get to participate in choosing who's going to be our next president. I'm grateful for all of that. All of that is good. But I think all of us understand, too, the rhetoric has been toxic and the politics this year have been thick. and, And there's been a certain heaviness and darkness that has kind of surrounded that for a lot of people. And and then there's just a spiritual darkness that so many people are experiencing in their spiritual lives. I don't know if you've thought about this. I think a lot about this, that that this time last year, there were people who were sitting in this church or in a church who aren't connected with a church today. Maybe a year ago, they were coming, they were involved, they were connected, they were a part. But over this past year, as churches have been unable to meet and gather like we have in the past they 've become disconnected, and now they 're isolated, and maybe they engaged for a little while online, but that just didn 't work for them and and now they 're just not and Because of that, they feel far from church, they feel far from god and, and you know how this works pretty soon you 're just living in a kind of spiritual darkness, no matter what the darkness is, darkness in, in whatever way it presents itself in whatever way it comes to us it always it 's always problematic it always causes problems for us. Whenever we encounter the darkness, it always brings trouble. The good news this morning is that God has always had a plan for people who live in darkness, and God has always had a plan for the darkness. So if you have your Bible or your Bible app, I want to encourage you to open that up. If you have the YouVersion Bible app, I really want to encourage you to, to use that. It's become sort of, it's, it's become the new bulletin, right? It's just the, the quickest and easiest way for you to not only track with the message, but track with everything that's happening here at Riverside on a Sunday morning. So I encourage you to open up the Bible app. You just go to uh, More, and then you click on Events, and then Riverside should pop up for you, or you can search for it if it doesn't. But if you have that, open that up to Genesis chapter 1. I think probably everybody knows, whether you've been in church all your life or not, Genesis 1 is the creation story. Genesis 1 is the story of when God created everything that that he created. And my guess is we probably all have the very first verse of the Bible memorized. In Genesis 1-1, it says this, "...in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth." Now my guess is you knew what that said before I even read it, right? We know we know how the Bible begins. We know how the creation story begins. If you grew up in church, you probably grew up having memorized this verse, and not only this verse, but some of you grew up and you you memorized what created what God created. On each day, you knew what what he created on the second day. And on the eighth day, or not eighth day, that didn't work, did it? On the sixth day, you know what God created each day. You know when the fish were created, when the the grass was created. You had all that memorized. You learned that at VBS. You get that. Sometimes I think what happens, though, is that we read this story and we think about this story as only a creation story. But I think the story is about so much more. So, I want us to, to read through the first few verses, and I want to share with you what, what I mean by that. In verse 2, Genesis says this The earth was formless and empty, and, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So, many times when we read this story, we, we skip over this introduction so we can get to the good stuff. So we can understand what did God create on each day that he created. But right here at the very beginning, the author of Genesis says that when God began creating, the earth was formless and void. And there was a darkness that hovered over the waters. It's as if when God began creating whatever there was in that moment, there was disarray, there was chaos, there was disorder, there was darkness, there was confusion. And into that darkness and into that confusion, God speaks. And don't miss this, these are the very first words recorded in our scripture that God ever spoke. Before time began. These are, these are four incredibly important words. If you, if you want to highlight these or screenshot these, I would encourage you to do it. These words revealed in Genesis 1-3 are the first words that God ever spoke. Into that darkness, into that disorder, into that chaos, God speaks. In verse 3 says, God said, let there be light. Let there be light. And there was light. These are the first words four words god ever spoke let there be light and it was into this darkness that god spoke and by the word of god light was created by the word of god light was formed where did it come from? It came from the Word of God. This light didn't come from the sun, the moon, and the stars. If you read ahead, those were created on day four. This is day one. This is before there were sun, moon, and stars. This is before God created, you know, Jupiter and Mars and all that. This is light that came from another source. It came From the word of God, God spoke into the darkness, into the chaos, into the disorder. And he said, let there be light. And when he said those words, there was light that for the very first time, as far as we know, pierced the darkness. And that light had a purpose. And when God spoke and God created light, that light immediately fulfilled its purpose. I know that because of what Genesis says in chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. And God saw that the light was good God said he spoke let there be light and there was light and he saw the light he saw the light because the light did what it was intended to do it fulfilled its purpose it accomplished its mission he said let there be light and there was light and the light lit up the night and God saw that the light did what it was created to do and he said he saw that it was good before the sun was born Before the moon was created to reflect its light, before the stars were scattered across the heavens, there was light. Light that came from the word of God. And God saw that light and he saw that it was good. So here's what I want to suggest this morning. That for a lot of us, for most of our life, we've read this story and we've read this story as the creation story because it is the creation story. But what if what's happening in the story is about so much more than just creation Uh, imagine the people of God reading this story down through the centuries of time a people who who were followers of God God, the people of God and now they're living you know in Babylonian captivity or they're living in exile they're living as strangers in a foreign land they're living under Roman oppression Uh, they're living in a land where, where where the people of that land worship foreign gods And then one day they walk up to the synagogue and someone unrolls a scroll and they begin to read this story. Or children gather in in someone's home and someone gets up and they begin to retell this story, what we know as the creation story. And they hear these words. They hear these words as people who who are living under captivity, who are living under oppression, who are living in foreign lands, who are living in darkness. They're living in the land of darkness, and they hear this story that we know so well, and they knew well, too. They hear about this God who speaks light into darkness. And that's what this story does. This story reminds the people of God throughout the the centuries of time that their God was a God who speaks light into darkness. This is what their God does. And that whatever that darkness is, whether that darkness is is a pandemic or whether that darkness is a plague or whether that darkness is exile or whether that darkness is political or whether that darkness is relational or emotional or, or whatever darkness they're living in, they serve a God and their God is unlike any other God. Their God has the ability to speak light into darkness. So whatever the valley of the shadow of death is that they're walking through, they can remember in the middle of their darkness, that their God speaks light into darkness. But not just that. They can read this story and they can remember that their God brings order to chaos. Whatever the problem, whatever the chaos, whatever the circumstance, whatever the situation, whatever the pain, whatever is going on in their world, whatever they're up against, they can remember that they serve a God who brings order to disorder, who brings purpose to their pain, a God who gives them provision to make things the way that they are supposed to be because their God was a God of peace, a God who was working to make things the way they were supposed to be. They serve a God who brings order to chaos, a God of shalom. But not just that. They can read the story and they can know that their God is good. What God creates is good. Over and over, what God creates is good because God is good. God speaks the light into the darkness. That light is is born, and when it comes into existence, God sees the light that he created, and he saw that it was good. Everything God created was good because God is good. And they can look at the world around them, and they can remember that their God is a good God. But not just that. They can read this story, and they can remember that their God is sovereign, that he is creator, that he is God, and he is God alone, that he has no rivals, he has no equal. There has never been anyone like their God. Their God isn't created. He is the creator. He is the one and the only God. And living in the land of darkness, living in lands surrounded by the worship of so many other gods, they can read this story and remember that there is only one God one God who from the very beginning spoke into the darkness and created the light and their God is sovereign he is God and he is God alone he is the king of the universe you ever been in a place totally dark a room or maybe outdoors one night when you couldn't see your hand in front of your face it was so dark over the past eight months, as you might imagine, I've been up in this room um, more than one occasion, every week, all alone. And you may not know this, but if you come into this room and all the lights are off, it is very dark in here. Especially if you're here early in the morning or late at night when it's, there's no light outside. It's very easy to walk through this room and, you know, crack your shin on a chair. I, you know, speak from experience. Uh, I've been outside. Maybe you have too. Camping. And uh, when you're out away from the city and there's a lot of clouds at night that block the moon, that block the stars, you can be outdoors, especially when you're, you're out away from DFW. And you can be in a place where it's so dark you can't see your hand in front of your face. And if you've ever experienced that, and we've all experienced that, then you know just a little bit of light makes a big difference. If you can find a flashlight, if you can grab your phone and and turn it on real quick. I've even got this little app on my watch. that's a flashlight app. It gives a, a little bit of light. And you know this, a little bit of light can make a big difference. A little bit of light can give people a lot of hope. So you can just imagine the people of God living throughout the centuries in the middle of some very dark times. In the middle of some very dark places, we're looking for just a little bit of light because a little bit of light can give a lot of hope. And then you come across these words from the prophet Isaiah, written to people living in captivity in very dark times. And he said, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. And when they heard those words, don't you know they remembered Isaiah had to be right. Because we serve a God who speaks light into darkness. Isaiah is speaking about a light that's going to come that hasn't come yet. But a light that calls back to a light that's already come when God spoke light into existence. And because Isaiah said there's going to be a light for those who walk in the land of darkness, maybe we can have a little bit of hope. And then a guy by the name of John comes along. He was a follower and a friend of Jesus, and he wrote his own origin story. That's what the creation story is, by the way. It's not just a creation story. It's an origin story that reoriented their lives, and it reorients our lives. And John grabbed hold of that same idea. He writes his very own origin story, and here's what John writes in chapter 1. He says, there's a true light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who received this light, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to be called the children of God. And so today... What I simply want to do as we begin this series together is I just want to remind all of us, I want to remind you that if you're in the middle of any kind of darkness, and we all experience darkness for different reasons, maybe you're experiencing darkness because of what's going on at work or what's going on at home or what's going on with family or what's going on with friends, I don't know where the darkness is coming from for you. If it's coming from the pandemic or from what's going on in our country with the political situation. Maybe you've got anxiety over that. You're feeling the darkness and the heaviness over that. Maybe you're feeling like you're in a spiritually dark place right now. But I want to remind you of of the same truths that the people of God have held on to from the very beginning of time. That your God, like their God, your God still speaks light into darkness. Your God still brings order to chaos. Your God is still good. And your God is still sovereign. And to all those who are experiencing any kind of darkness, we serve a God who speaks light into the night. And we can have hope because where there is light, wherever there is light, there is always hope. And what if, what if you were to invite the light of God, the light of Christ, into whatever darkness it is you're experiencing? What would happen if you invited that light into your night? Church, if you would, let's, let's stand. You know, we're entering into the final weeks of 2020. A year that has been dark for so many people in so many ways. But I want us to keep walking through these days as people of faith and people of hope. Because we don't walk in the dark. We have a light, And you know, some 2,000 years ago, there were people who tried to put out that light. Uh, both forces uh, in this world that were seen and forces that were unseen. And for a moment, the world went dark. On that darkest Friday before Sunday, the world went completely dark when it shouldn't have. And for the next three days, people wondered if the light would ever come back. But that Sunday, a stone was rolled away and there was a new light. And ever since that day, everyone who has found that light has found hope. And so as we walk through these days together, I want us to remember that we are a people who believe in a God who still speaks light into the dark. And because of that, as people of faith, we have hope. Let's sing.